three, two, one. What's happening, guys? It's Logan Robinson from here. The Spear presented to you by NolanGameDay.com. We are live on a wonderful Saturday late evening here after Florida State goes on a consecutive week of a dominant performance of Florida State defense, only allowing six points in the last two weeks. Mike Norvell takes down Dino Babers on the road to finish off their road away games of the season, 38-3. to with me this evening is our editor-in-chief at the top, Dustin Lewis, and Austin Vizi, our lead basketball writer. Gentlemen, it feels just a lot like last week, again, although this is not a rival that you're facing in this one. So what, how are we feeling after Florida State just <laughs> just, I don't know, this wasn't even a game after the first quarter, it felt like. Been a very dominant stretch uh, for Florida State over these last three games. You know, ever since that bye week, They've really come out firing on all cylinders. You know, the 41-16 to win against Georgia Tech, 45-3 to last week, and then 38-3 to tonight. And we talked about Florida State getting some guys back due to health. You know, that's helped. But then it just feels like on both sides of the ball, everything's just kind of clicking right now for the Seminoles. And, I mean, if you, if you add it up, margin of victory in the last three games, Florida State 124, their three opponents 22. Just – Absolutely insane, and, you know, this team picks up its seventh seventh win with two more to go, and, you know, you might see another dominant showing next Saturday afternoon. We'll see how it plays out. It was it was once again an ass-whipping, as I said last week, against Miami. It's just it, – it felt like Syracuse never stood a chance. And, you know, I, I tweeted earlier, it feels good to be bored by FSU games in the second half again because they're just smacking mm-hmm. the other team around. Um, we're not used to it, and it, it's – fun to see this team grow and develop as the season's gone along and uh they made a solid Syracuse team look like the Syracuse of the last few years and uh I think that's I think that's notable I'm right there with you VZ not being used to watching nor covering a team like this put away games at halftime and just kind of relax and enjoy the ride for a little bit fans aren't used to that really and I think going into this game too you know Florida State fans we talked about in the production meeting being worried about Garrett Strader coming back and playing and I think that's been something that has scared fans in previous years but you know Florida State's defense the way that they've been playing the last few weeks the dominant performance and the going after the quarterback the pressures that they were able to have on the edge on also in the inside there you know even if Garrett Strader played as best as he could this season uh, I think Florida State's defense just came to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't know if we would see Schrader leading up to this game. And, you know, even even still, it was clear that he wasn't close to 100% out there. And, and regardless, Florida State's defense was flying around with some physicality, three straight, three and outs to open the game, constant hits and pressure on the quarterback throughout the game. And, I mean, at some point you could even see Schrader limping around so maybe if you would have got uh, the Schrader from week one to week six you're feeling a little bit more scared but that guy was clearly beaten up and the better quarterback was on the other side tonight and redshirt junior Jordan Travis five total touchdowns um, three passing touchdowns a rushing touchdown which was Florida State's first score of the night and then he catches a touchdown on we'll call it the Seminoles special um, with the the flip to Pittman then he pitches it back to Wyatt Rector, and then Rector throws it to Jordan Travis for a touchdown. So Mike Norvell pulling a little bit of a trick out of his hat, and it just you know adds on to that final score, 38-3, to 4-4 four, four to State. And, you know, the offense performed well, but I really thought the defense opened it up, set the tone with those uh, three straight three and outs, and then throughout the game, just constantly 
putting pressure on Syracuse. They wanted to run the ball, and they only finished with 95 rushing yards with that duo of, of Garrett Schrader and um, Sean Tucker. So that just says a lot about how they played up front tonight. Not only did we see Garrett Schrader, we saw a lot more of him than we thought we'd see, especially in the fourth quarter when they're down 30. He's still in there with six minutes left. So I'm like, what are you doing <laughs> with your quarterback? Killing him. Uh, and he was just 6 of 16. It's not like he was making a huge difference and, you know, you're trying to find him, you know, a, a difference in this game. He was 6 of 16 and no receiver had more than two catches for Syracuse. Um, defense was just absolutely dominant. The, the last three games, they've only allowed 612 total yards combined across Georgia Tech, Miami, and Syracuse, whereas the offense has gained 1,516 yards. I've got 1,607 That's, on my end. Yeah, well, blame around ESPN. The same, so, around the same area. Yeah, blame ESPN because I went by ESPN's total <laughs> yards. Um, just an absurd three-game stretch, and, and Florida State's finding their groove right after that bye week. You know, they, they lose those three straight, and they've responded a different way than – you know, the broadcast even mentioned it, how Florida State's been responding to that Clemson loss, and Syracuse really hasn't so far. I thought it was really impressive, too, to have this kind of performance after a rivalry win and beating that ass down south, too, to come in, get done with that, stop thinking about it, because it's easy sometimes to look over losses, but whenever you have a dominant win like that, everybody's talking highly of you. You see the fans chirping on Twitter, and then you can go into the Syracuse game and kind of be distracted from that and be like, oh, man, I need to play some good football again. Florida State came in dialed in to play good football tonight and obviously it shows but man yeah jordan travis have a night 21 of 23 155 yards ties his career high and touchdown passes too on the evening as he continues to do throughout the season it feels like nice night jordan travis trey benson you know trey benson doing what he did last week just running physical man and no matter if it's just a small hole he's taking advantage of it and he's going straight up for the gut man uh, good night for him. And we saw Trayshawn Ward, of course, Lawrence Toffoli. You know, Trayshawn Ward, I think, just getting some rust off. And they're not just, you know, they're riding with the guy that's high right now. And that's Trey Benson. Yeah. And I mean, three three weeks and now three straight career performances uh, for Trey Benson. You know, had, had a career performance against Georgia Tech, followed up last week with that dominant performance down south. And then again tonight with 163 yards. Doesn't get in the end zone. He had that touchdown called back, but does average 9.1 yards per carry. And, I mean, he's just like a bowling ball in there. I think he had three runs of 20-plus yards on the night, maybe four. But regardless, Benson was able to do whatever he wanted. And like you said, Norvell kind of rolling with the hot hand in this one, and it paid off in a big way. And, man, that take from the offseason with Benson, it just keeps looking better and better every week. And this guy, he's performing better and better every week. Florida State. Trey Benson, Jordan Travis, the offense, the defense, everybody is hot right now with two games to go in the regular season. And, you know, I don't even think you said it, Logan. Jordan Travis completed 13 straight passes at one point tonight. And then just flipping over to the defensive side of the ball again real quick, you're now at over the last two games, Force 8 has not allowed a touchdown, 23 straight drives without a touchdown, and only six total points in that time compared to forcing 11 three and outs. So the numbers at this point are just getting a little bit insane. And they're going to have a decent chance to keep it going next week against Louisiana, who, yeah, more than a decent chance. Yeah. You know, they're they're only scoring about 26 points a game right now. And that's against obviously not ACC competition. The the way this defense is performing is absolutely incredible. Credit to, you know, Adam Fuller and every coach on that staff. They just got these guys 
making plays. And that's something we talked about earlier in the season where they had the guys in the position, they just weren't making the plays. Now they're making the plays. Yeah, and again, you know, don't get four turnovers tonight, but they do get the greedy the greedy Vance interception. There was, a, I think, two forced fumbles where Florida State almost had a chance to recover last week with the four turnovers. So not only are they not allowing teams to get in the end zone, they're also forcing turnovers, which was something that was lacking throughout most of the year. And I think we also have to go back when Florida State in the uh, first half, Jordan Travis strip-sacked. Syracuse recovers right there on the FSU 23, and it seems like they're going to get right back into this game. That was right after their field goal, 14-3 to at this time. Had all the momentum. And the defense steps up. Um, Joshua Farmer comes right through, gets a tackle for loss on Tucker. Verse and the defense pressure on third down, get another sack. And suddenly Syracuse forced to attempt a 50-plus yard field goal, which goes wide right. I thought that was a big game-changing moment. Um, in the first half where Syracuse could have got some real momentum if they would have gotten the end zone right there. Instead, the defense stiffened up and held them out to no points where they were right there on the cusp of the red zone during that sudden change of possession. Yeah, quick change scenario, and then the defense actually gains yards for the offense. And the next right. time the offense is on the field, I mean, that's that's outstanding. You know, it's, it's a complete flip from what we've seen the last from the defense the last couple of years. And they were getting off the field. They were, Syracuse was just one of 11 on third downs, and while Florida State wasn't great offensively either, they didn't need to be the way the defense was playing tonight. It just completely light, light, lights out all night. It was. They are finding pressure early on, too. Derek McLennan doing what he wanted to do, and then Jared Verse using his power and the speed that he surprises a lot of offensive linemen with off the side, man. That's just how it is. And on the inside, too, Joshua Farmer. We've seen in practice all the time. D. Lou, you and I are watching them go at it in one-on-ones, and he's a bull rush. I mean, he, he comes right through, and his power – is so powerful at times where offensive linemen don't even have time to get in their old stance whenever he's coming at them. But that that I really like what I saw in the trenches on the defensive line overall. Renardo Green also having some really nice plays. Sorry, I'm struggling over here. Sick as a dog. But really, I, I was really impressed with Adam Fuller the last two weeks. I'm just game planning. And, you know, you can kind of game plan, but to have a dominant performance like this and go in and threaten and have the pressure on the quarterback is – has been really nice to watch. Yeah, to allow or to force more three and outs than points you've allowed over the last two weeks, I've, I'd be interested to see how many teams have done that in, in the history of college football because that is just insane. Again, I'll, I'll say it again. 11 three and outs forced against Miami and Syracuse to only six total points allowed. And, you know, I don't think that's something we would have said about this Florida State defense. They played pretty well at certain times throughout the season, but they've lacked consistency. And these last couple of weeks, four full quarters of performance from the Seminoles. And, and even better, they snapped that streak last week against Miami of allowing a touchdown on the first drive out of the second half. And they do it again tonight. Syracuse um, tries to go onside kick and Florida State recovers, promptly goes down, gets a touchdown. And then they force a three and out from Syracuse to begin the second half. So, I mean, just – Picture perfect execution, and you know you go into halftime with a twenty-four to three lead. You can lay off the gas pedal a little bit, but Florida State stays focused and doesn't allow some debacle like what happened at North Carolina State last month to even start to, you know, begin to materialize itself. The crazy part is sixty-six percent of Florida State's plays came in came on Syracuse's side of the field. Which crazy. I think that's I think that says more about the defense because they just kept pinning Syracuse back and then getting three and outs, 
and you know bad punts. You Florida State's getting the ball up their own forty-seven. Syracuse is forty-eight. It was like four straight drives and punts like that. Sixty-six percent of your plays on the other side of the field. That's unreal, and, and puts you in a great great position to win, like like they did tonight. That is a wild stat. Ooh. All the shared tackles too tonight. I mean, everybody was in on it. But Jared Verse there tied alongside Bethune and Amari Gaynor, too, who got a lot of playing time there in the latter half of the game. Uh, just everywhere. Everybody was flying around the ball. Azrae Thomas, I meant on the second drive, was already in the game. It might have been in the first drive. I just didn't notice. But Azrae Thomas continues to get into the mix early on. You saw a couple tackles here from Sam McCall, too, mm-hmm. in this game. <laughs> Not used to this. Not used to a lot of the backups and – even some third stringers getting in there too. It was nice to see CJ Campbell as always get into the mix into the rotation rotation also on offense. Yeah, and you had Thomas, you had Thomas recover that onside kick too to start the second half. Which if there's going to be any momentum, it's going to be with that onside kick with Syracuse. And you know Thomas shut that down right away. Thought it was great awareness. He 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 learned from a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he's continuing to get better. Three sacks, nine different players with half a tackle for loss. Or more, and I mean, it's just more evidence of the fact that the front seven, man, from the defensive line, the linebackers, they were just flying around, making a ton of plays, and really made it tough on uh, Tucker and Schrader to get any kind of offensive consistency going for Syracuse. And now the Orange dropped their fourth straight after beginning the season six and zero. We talked about, it, you know, both these teams six and three entering Saturday night, but it felt like they were going in different trajectories and we really saw the difference um, on the field tonight with this dominating win. And now Florida State, seven wins for, what, the first time since 2017, I believe? Yeah, they finished seven and six that year. Safe to say they should be better than seven and six this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Florida State's going to face – the Raging Cajuns next week, four and five on the season. They're coming off of a loss to the Troy and the Trojans there, 23 to 17. Ooh, I think Florida State should be able to take care of business. Might not see a lot of Jordan Travis in that second half as they'll get prepped for Florida in that rivalry game that will be happening inside Doe Campbell on Friday night in two weeks. But I feel like Florida State's going to continue to keep this winning streak alive until they face the Gators. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week. You know, you, you would think the Florida State once again wins pretty handily, but you never really know in college football. And then, yeah, like you said, a, a regular season finale with Florida on Black Friday should make for an interesting matchup. Gators have been playing pretty well recently as of late, so that might be actually a nice little game to watch there on Friday night right after uh, Thanksgiving. Jordan Travis and AR-15 matching up on the field. Louisiana is actually five and five, by the way. They're coming off a win against Georgia Southern on uh, <laughs> Thursday night. What did he look at? I don't know. What happened? But uh, you said they were four and five, and they lost to Troy. I mean, that was last week. November. This week, November. Yeah, last week. Yeah, I said last week. I said last. They're, week. they're five and five, and they beat Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern on Thursday. Thirty-six to seventeen. So you know, a little bit of momentum for the Rage Cajuns. Google. Doing Google. I'll show it right now on the screen right now. I'm telling I'm not showing lies. Let me show you boys. There you go. 
What are we doing? What are we doing, Google? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, well, Guess we should have went to ESPN. Or sports reference, because ESPN oh, yeah, let me on, trust the, ESPN. on the yard stats. So either way, either I don't give a mm, mm, mm. I don't I don't care what the I don't care what their record is or the last score that they had. Florida State is going to blow the out of them next Saturday. <clears throat> Anyways. I would like to point out though, just real quick, this win oh, here over we go. Syrac- oh, God. This this win over Syracuse, uh the first win for Florida State as a ranked team since 2016 when the Seminoles beat Michigan in the Orange Bowl. I was going to say the Orange Bowl. Oh, my God. Six years ago. It's been a while. you old. Almost seven. Almost seven years ago. I was – oh, man. Fairly healthy team. Mm, Fairly healthy team coming out of this game too, boys. I Do you, do you guys remember anybody going down? Mm, I, I feel like this Robert Scott history? came up Gimpy. Uh, oh, well, like that's uh, he came up Gimpy on a couple plays, but you know that happens every game, and he was yeah, out there the rest yeah. of the game. But other than that, I I can't remember. I can't remember, game. boys. I can't remember the last time that's happened. No FSU player going down. I think Zane Herring hurt his pride with those back-to-back false starts. He should have. Moron. That might be the only injury. <laughs> that might have been it. Oh, uh, man, but, but, you know. Oh, I will say, what about – I was good. Gave Fitzgerald confidence because, you know, he hit three straight kicks. <laughs> yeah, but what about – yeah, I was going to say Fitzgerald and, and Master Mono there got rolled up on it. Slow getting up. Slow getting up. I uh, think yeah, they're true. all right. I think they were doing a lot of good. You know, that, uh, that flop telling a story. Funny. Not going to yeah. lie. A lot of good acting. But Got laid same, out there. I, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on them at practice this week. I'm just saying, he made, a, he made a 53-yard field goal in practice with ease and then came up short on that one. Come on. And, well, it was, Nothing happened It was there? funny because that, that camera angle looked like it was money. And then it just landed oh, yeah. in the zone. And I'm like, <laughs> it was oh, so well. high up. <laughs> I was getting ready to tweet the – I had, like, the thing oh, all ready yeah. to go, and I about hit it. And I was like, wait, they didn't get it. <laughs> the two missed kicks were both comedy. That one and then Syracuse's missed kick, where he, uh, that thing was 10 yards short. Mm-hmm. That, uh, here's that a good... one's pretty funny, too. Yeah, we can end off this right here since there's not too much to talk about with not a big game coming up next weekend. Hunter's asking, hey, guys, where do you think FSU lands in the playoff rankings this week? Florida State at 23 right now for the first time since 2016. What are we thinking? I got... Give me, give me number 19. 18 or 19. 18, 19. Give me eight. I can't be the 19. same as Dustin. Florida State sneaks inside the top 20. I'm, tr- I'm trying to look at the games that happened today because Washington beat Oregon, who was, you know, a couple spots Uh-oh, below. You're going so, deep into this now. Look at I'm you. Just saying they, they, they might jump. Yeah, See, UCF beat we're going Tulane, the whole college so, football schedule. That's a good point. Yeah, UCF beat Tulane. Both of them were ahead of Florida State, so you might gain a spot there. Put in the chat, everybody. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Purdue, Y'all are usually Purdue beat Illinois, than... so there's a spot. Boston College beat NC State. There's a spot. Yeah, I guess my I mean my question is, I'll if Florida, if Florida yeah. wins next weekend against Vanderbilt and gets to seven and four, do we have a top twenty five match? And assuming Florida State wins next weekend, do we have a top twenty five matchup on Black Friday? Maybe they get in at twenty five, just to make it interesting. Put some numbers they face? They face Vanderbilt. Which, you know, that's it's not the same. Well, Vanderbilt's Granted, back, baby. But they, they, got a better, they, they got a better record than the Fighting Jimbo Fishers. So, 
That'll have been 20. three straight wins going into FSU if they beat Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go 20 then. And then they'll probably yeah. stay around that same range when they face UF. And if yeah. UF goes there, 20 versus 25. I, just, I, I hope it's, know. I think it's going to be a fun game, gentlemen. I think it's going to be a good one in Doak. It's looking I don't like know it. if Florida State will be ranked. Granted, they do have that Utah win, which was, which was big. But uh, Florida. Yeah. Losses to Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. Yes. Florida. They said Florida State wouldn't be ranked. They did no, lose to some, like, multiple ranked teams. Yeah, yeah, true. Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Kentucky. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I doubt it. Should, should be good. Should be fun. But, uh, yeah, anything else, gentlemen? We'll be back here live on Wednesday evening to preview Florida State versus the Raging Cajuns, the 5-5 five and five team. Anything else? Another dominant performance. I mean, after this, like, dang. Yeah. I, I could get used to it, but then it's also not close. So you're like, they did all this. And yeah, you don't have to talk too much about the defense getting beat on plays or anything. It just kind of makes it easy when Jordan Travis is taken out of the game late in the third quarter. Yeah. If Florida State finishes four and one and wrote a neutral site game, should be five and no because of that NC State game, they should have won that game. But you still take four and one on the road and in neutral site. I think that's a sign of good coaching and a good good culture that's being developed. Yeah, it's been really impressive just to see how dominant these three straight victories have been for Florida State and now going against another overmatched opponent. We'll see if they're able to get it done. If they do, Florida State will have won eight games um, in 2022. That will have matched the total of Mike Norvell's win count for the first two years in Tallahassee the beginning of a really impressive turnaround of the program. Yep. Florida state now seven and three on the season. Not Jordan Travis. Wasn't the only one throwing a touchdown tonight. Wyatt Rector got another touchdown throw on the tally special. There worked out perfectly. Florida state absolutely takes care of business dominates against Syracuse and Dino Babers 38 to three on the road, four and one on the season on away games. Florida State will head back to home here in Tallahassee to face the Raging Cajuns. We'll be previewing that on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Make sure you guys come join us there for that preview. And we will talk probably a good little bit of Florida, too, as they're on a hot streak also. So looking forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday night. Everybody enjoyed the rest of the weekend. As always, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Hit the like button. We would definitely appreciate it. But nonetheless, we will see you on Wednesday and have a great weekend. Peace.